With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Yo, what up, hip hop fans? Welcome to Graffiti Talk Radio, home of the hip hop backstory. I got my partner, Clown Bummer Clyde. Where you at? Right here, homie. You know the deal. Yeah, I got my other partner, Clown Thank you. Where you at? Right here, man. What's up? Yeah, hip hop heads. We have a very special guest today. He's one of the most recognized MCs of West Coast hip hop. He's known for hints like "I'll Be Around," "Players Club," "Ain't No Player," "Never Talk Down." He's also worked with legends such as Too Short, Ant Banks, E Forty, Sally Sally, and the late Tupac, just to name a few. You know, West Coast hip hop had a Mount Rushmore. This man says to be on it. So hip hop heads, give it up for the honorable rapping forte. What's up, rapping forte? Hello, hello, hip hop. How you doing? God bless you and yours. I'm posted like a thumbtack. You know what I mean? Thanking the Lord for another day. A lot of us made it. A lot of us didn't. So we are highly, highly favored. We are highly blessed. And I would like to say, rub dub dub, and welcome to my players club. Yeah, already, man. Yeah, it's just so good to have you on the show, man. You know, because, uh, you know, you're one of those guys that, you know, 20 years ago when I was listening to I'll Be Around and somebody told me that I'd be talking to this man 20 years later, I'd be saying, man, stop lying, you know? <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful yeah. thing. I appreciate that. You just don't know how much that means to me as well as my, as well as my staff, my members. I got, I'm CEO of a labeling entitled Pro Flavors. The Pro Flavors stands for the North, South, East, and West Coast. There's a movement. It's an alliance. I'm starting a movement entitled From Unk to Neff. It's going to be an album. It'll be a compilation into which I'm bouncing around this world like a frog on a lily pad. And I'm looking for talent, individuals that's ready for, for career development, and basically you get that shine on. I feel like everybody deserves an opportunity. Right. Exactly, you know, especially with the way, you know, the game is today, you know, because, you know, basically all you need is just a good marketing and promotional tool, man, and you're out there. Yeah, you need God. You got to put God first, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and I believe in dreams, you know what I'm saying. You got to have a dream before you can paint a picture and put a frame around it. You know, right. I get my game from the I get my game from the OGs, and I feel like, you know, if there's any kind of message that I could leave to the up-and-coming artists, and producers, et cetera, around the world, that is, never hang up your microphone, but always respect your elders because you got to do something for somebody to receive something. And it don't feel good keeping it all to the neck. It feel good sharing it with somebody and spreading it like mayonnaise on the bread. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah, That's what so, it's all about. Yeah. And, man, so to, you know, get things started, man, you know, what part of Cali did you grow up in and what that made you want to get into music? Well, I grew up in San Francisco, California, born and raised, me and my twin sister. She is seven minutes older than I am. We were born on the same day as Dr. Seuss. Off the subject, that's the reason why I'm working on a package, up-and-coming package right now, is entitled The Cat in the Hat. We'll talk about that later on. 
what made me really want to get off into music is school. I started off reading Alice Haley, Langston Hughes, the, the last poets. The last poets were the first rappers. You know, education and knowledge is key. So I always pretend like my head was a sponge, and I want to suck up as much knowledge, and I feel like knowledge is liquid. You know what I mean? And I try to suck right. up as much knowledge as possible because we're all, we're all inhuman, imperfect, should I say. And I'm not the type of individual, or I've never been the type of individual to judge anyone, which is why me and my god brother, the late Tupac Shakur, we chose to do the song, Only God Can Judge Me. Because in actuality, when all the smoke clears, God is the person that's going to judge the judge who judge you. You know what I mean? So yeah. a lot of concepts come from life itself. I speak on music. I feel like there's a message in music. Listen to music. You know, I grew up on music, and I want to thank my mama, my father, my grandmama, my uncles and aunties for enlightening me in music. Me listening to Marvin Gaye, the Commodores, the, the, the staple singers, the list goes on, James Brown, Rick James, because it was embedded in me. It's not on me, it's in me. You know what I mean? Right. It was right. school, school as well. School played a strong part of it. I was in a brass ensemble at a young age. I was competing against college students in, in spelling bees and rap contests. And what that did is that just, that just tightened me up. That just sharpened my blade, sharp, kept it sharper. You know, and I, that's when I knew. I was I was any many money more about what I wanted to do because I played sports and my parents kept me in a lot of activities. But when it came to that music and putting the literature together, it was nothing like it. It was like, nah, 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 nah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So from that point on, I just what was you saying, sir? Oh, you you go ahead, you go ahead. No, Sam. From that point on, what I did is I just applied the knowledge. I applied the knowledge and each one teach one. You know, I, I, I've always called myself following the footsteps of individuals like Russell Simmons. I was able to meet Russell Simmons at a very young age in my life. I was in a group called Rock Box and the Funky Fresh Crew. My homeboy, Anthony Rhodes, who's, whose mother is I, Zara Armstead. She's one of the ladies with two tons of fun. They sing, hallelujah, it's raining, man. I'm pretty sure you guys are familiar. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, Anthony Rhodes, myself, and, and, and my god brother by the name of Owen Dunn, because I didn't have any brothers. My mama didn't have any. I was, I'm my only son. I asked the Lord why I don't have any brothers. He said, look around, because you have so many. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So to make, a, to make a short story shorter, as I moved on in competition with brass ensembles, I played the bear horn. I took advantage, I took advantage of the music. At school, I took advantage of the literature and the speech contest at school. I became a debater. I was on a debate team as well. So after after doing what I was doing with the, with the brass ensemble and et cetera, I advanced onto advanced band, playing baritone horn, valve trombone, first chair. So music was my thing. It was like, okay, it's going to be music, folks. It's going to be music. From that point on, I was able to meet a man. His name is Joe. He rest in peace. He was the director of a nonprofit organization in San Francisco called KPOO Radio Station. He saw me pushing my baritone horn home. I was pulling it on my skateboard. I had it wrapped around a little rope. I would push, I would push my baritone horn all the way home to the projects <laughs> and practice, you know, and practice all my studies as far as the music was concerned. He noticed that one day and was like, you know, I wouldn't mind offering you an after-school job. With the okay of my parents, I worked at KPOO radio station 
putting all the vinyl in alphabetical order. From that, moved on to meeting individuals like Run DMC, LL Cool J, the Beastie Boys, the Fat yeah. Boys, Houdini, at a young age. Yeah. So that even inspired me even more to say, well, you know what, Paul? if they could do it, you could do it. So I would like to thank those groups, Houdini, Run DMC, Run. The Simmons family is a very good friend. They're very good friends of mine and my family, too, as well. And it wow. took that. And I want to thank individuals and icons like that. Rest in peace to Jam Master J. Me and my homeboy, G Battles, he's one of my artists. His last name is Battles. His first name is Gordon. We call him G Battles. We have several concepts on YouTube and Warstar as well. If you follow me, you'll see what I'm talking about. But to make a short story shorter, I am trying to build an alliance. I'm trying to leave opportunities, doors of opportunity wide open for the youth better places and better things for them to do besides robbing and stealing and et cetera. Yeah. You know, they could do the more positive things. And I think, you know, after 48 years on this earth, I want to thank, you know, I want to thank the Lord. I would like to thank the Lord for keeping me focused on the up and coming. And now I realize that I am a messenger. So by force, I'm a role model. So, you know, you guys know how that go. We stumble over obstacles and we do what we have to do. But the main thing is if you fall, get back up. I was always taught that throughout my family. Get back up. In the last four years, I've lost my grandmother at the age of 92. I lost my father, and I lost my mother as well. It didn't kill me. It made me stronger. And that's why it's a pleasure for me to be having this interview with you all. You guys can know what's going on with Rapping Forte. I'm trying to keep it popping like over Redenbacher, man. That's what's up. Um, when did you guys start uh, Ragtop Records, and was that before you met Too Short? No, I I had met Too Short before Ragtop Records. I met okay. Too Short. I met Too Short in the early '80s. We what we did is we combined a group called the Dangerous Crew. It was me, a guy by the name of JJ Hart, and the group, the, the two females, Entice and Barbie. Those are the ones that say they call you Yuck Mouth. You refuse the brush on our yeah, hit yeah, classic yeah. hit, Don't Fight the Feeling, as yeah. well as Spice One, as well as oh, Spice wow. One. Out of, out of, I would say, out of 50 rappers in the Bay Area, we were the last four individuals, and we formed what was called the Dangerous Crew. Wow. And from that yeah. point on, yeah. it was phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? I plan on really doing a rapology yeah. one day, you know, for the whole wide world to dot I's, cross the T's, Q's and A's, questions and answers, if you will. Right, right. Why, why right. weren't you involved in the uh, second incarnation of the Dangerous Crew? I'm involved in everything that the Dangerous Crew ever has to do. If you didn't see me there, I probably was in the ghetto university, you know what I'm saying, no, graduating. You know what I mean? <laughs> other, than, other than that, I'm making a short story shorter, you know what I'm saying, so there ain't too many questions just dangling, you know what I mean? But anything that has to do with the Dangerous Crew has to do with me. It has to do with Ty Shaw and Too Short. I want to say one love right. to Too Short because if it wasn't for Too Short believing in me, kicking the doors down for me, I won't be able to have this interview like like I'm having right now today. And there's a lot, there's a lot to come for us rapping forte. I'm really trying to get my Spike Lee on and do these movies and et cetera and just keep the baton, keep passing the baton, basically. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. So, with uh, far as Too Short goes, did you know Too Short back when he was working with the Seventy Six Girls? Yes, I met Too Short way back when we, when he was with the Seventy Five Girls. Yeah, I mean, way back when, you know, we used to sell tapes out the trunk of the car. We used to go to, to uh, uh, hip-hop on the green, conventions, uh, festivals at the lake. And I've always wanted to see the 49ers and the Raiders 
the A's and the Giants to uh, to uh, collaborate against the gumbo instead of yeah. beefing with each other and et cetera. Plus, on my end, it was kind of hard representing San Francisco because this is a free world. Sometimes it's a little too free. You have your gays and your gay parades and your homosexuality, but that's all over the world. Feel me? That goes back to the subject hand. Each one, teach one. I don't do too much judging. So it just feel good that I wanted I wanted to be able to say on a rap level, you guys can say what you want to, but rubber dub dub, welcome to the players club. You know what I mean? So I went ahead and I went put that tattoo on the world and I want to thank the world. That's something that no one can take from me. And it feels good. It's a pleasure to be an icon in the Bay Area when it comes to rap music. Yeah, so um you had did uh Don't Don't Fight the Feeling. Yeah, mm-hmm. two anthems on there, you know, you had the Players Club and I'll be around. So, you know, what was those mm-hmm. sessions like when you were doing those two songs and especially with I'll be around because you was able to work with the spinners? Right, that was a big pleasure of mine. My aunt, all my aunties and my uncles this is a funny story. The Spinners flew out to San Francisco. Okay. They flew out to San Francisco, and the Spinners wanted to meet me. They wanted to meet me, and they wanted to continue the message that I was sending. The reason why they chose to come and meet me, because of the message that I put out there. And I feel like that's real important. With hip-hop, rap music nowadays, Then there's more messages that need to be put out there, you know? And with the message that I was bringing, if the pleasure was theirs, to attach and to combine with me, to collaborate with me. So they came, flew out to San Francisco. We did the video. And all my siblings, my OGs and my family, my aunties, uncles, and especially my aunties, they kicked me out the after party and said, go home. Your job is done. It's on us now. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it felt good to see my auntie, my mother, and all them partying with the spinners. They wouldn't put on their best outfits. And they had a ball, man. And that felt good. That that felt good that I planted that seed. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it was the pleasure yeah. was all mine. And, and I want to thank. I think there's one more spinner left, man. And whoever keeping the legacy popping for the spinners, man, keep doing what you do because that's a phenomenal group. And I look up to those brothers, man. Right. Felipe, if I'm not mistaken, Felipe is the last one living. Oh, and I want to send a shout out to him and his family and all the spinners and their family. Please believe, whenever you need me, just give me a call because I'll be around. Then with that came the Players Club. The Players Club just reached all kind of different levels and sectors. I mean, heat seekers, billboard, top. I mean, after the Players Club, that was it. And in actuality, I did not know that that would be the song to reach, you know, that would be my hit song. Out of all the songs I wrote, I, I chose different songs. The world chose the Players Club, and there it is there. It's still popping like Orville Rettenbacher to this very day. You got people like, like, um, Fabulous, now people's like 50 Cent, people are like Drake, yes, that are remix, yes. that are remixing my music, and it feels good, you know what I'm saying? That's good for my publishing, and I want to, want to make that, I want to, I want to, I want to get that clear with all questions and you know what I'm saying, doubts. I have no discretion. I have nothing against Drake or Cash Money Records. Me and the Williams brothers, we've been friends for over 15 years. And, man, it's like a, a favor for a favor. I look at it like homage. So all those that always want to know what was going on with all that there, I look at it as homage, and I want to say one love. Good looking out, Drake. And I appreciate you as a person and an individual, man. No doubt. Okay. You know, people always try to smash stuff and turn something bad. You know, bad news travels fast. 
But it ain't no right. bad news on my end. If you go to YouTube and you check out Rapping Forte, Win or Lose, you'll see how far me and Baby Williams, how far we go back. Uh, me and E-40 are one of the, are two of the only artists on their first movie soundtrack entitled Baller Blocking. So we tapped in like, run, run, ah, snug as a bug in a rug with the plug. I've always been, you know, friends with Lil Wayne and the whole, you know, all of them. My congratulations go to everybody in the music industry, man. I'm just one of those type of guys. Right. Yeah, so who was the, uh, the Danger Zone trick? The, the Danger Zone. The Danger Zone. They were, those were, that, that's Entice and Barbie were their names. And they're still living, looking real good. You know, their mothers and et cetera right now today, and we plan on having a reunion. Me and Tushore was talking about that a few months back. Plan on having a Dangerous Crew reunion real soon one day. Those were the girls that pleased all the females in the world because all the females in the world, they always wanted to hear Tushore get talked about because Tushore yeah. was always talking about be this and be that. So one yeah. love to Randy Austin. One love to Randy Austin who came with the concept, you know, he felt like they was getting on too short a little too hard. So they said, go get Forte to back him up, and we're going to seal a deal on that one. And that's what it did, man. It was a big thing. I love it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so did they ever come out with any songs <laughs> since then? No, they never did. I guess they chose motherhood or chose a different, different profession. And God bless the both of them. Man. I'll tell you this much. When they did choose that, they put paint word, paint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really did, man. That's a classic to this very day. You know what I mean? And congratulations to the whole Dangerous crew for rapping full tight. Yeah. So you had formed Ragtop Records with uh Frankie, with Frankie J and Fly. So how, how did that come about? Well, that came about like I brought up the fact of me doing it in and out like the burger joint inside some of these different ghetto universities. Just bumping my head, learning about life. You know, we got to stumble over a few obstacles. Sometimes you got to bump your head. Upon my right. release upon my release from one of the ghetto universities, my homeboy Lil Fly, I was born and raised in a Western edition of San Francisco, but the projects that I stayed in, they were chopped down, and what they did is they divided people into different sectors of San Francisco. Fortunately, I never did any gangbanging. So they sent me on the side of the town where rivalries and et cetera were for individuals who were banging. Me, I chose to stay with the music. So I moved over to Hunters Point. In 1988, I was boy of the year of Hunters Point Boys Club. You know, you have boys, the Boys and Girls Club of America. It's a pleasure as well to say that I'm boy of the year, 1988, in San Francisco. I met Lil Fly around that time. I was working at the Recreation Center, Hunters Point Gym with Curtis Mayfield. He allowed me to be the coach, wow. the, the, the assistant coach of a basketball team there. And, you know, my relationship with individuals had grown and et cetera. Me and Fly had became like, you know what I'm saying, real, real close. He introduced me to his brother, Frankie J, who was managing Del Monte Food Corporation at the time. Plus, he was a black man, brother man. You know, I'm not prejudiced, but, I, you know, I, my hands down, I popped my collar, you know what I'm saying, to black men who trying to keep a next black man blade sharp. So I chose him as a manager. And from that point on, we, I mean, we, we, we did a very good job. You know, we did independently with Ragtop Records, we did a good job. But then we ran into, should I say, management issues as far as Dot Nyes and Carson T's business, business and pleasure. It's not yeah. the, the two. You can't mix business with pleasure. So I felt like it would be better for me to 
continue my career without them because of some attempts. Let's put it like that. I said, I would rather you guys be my friends than us be enemies. And by us being friends, it will be us separating ourselves. Thank you for everything that you taught me. And I'm going to promise to represent to the fullest extent. Then I just started my independency after that. After Ragtop, I figured after the video, ain't no player like the one I got. My independency start flourishing, and I start exercising it. That's why, you know, and I learned a lot from Frankie J. I want to say a shout-out to Frankie J and Fly. Because we did a lot of things. We traveled across this globe and dot I's and cross T's and put paint where it ain't, you know. Got a lot done. But after that point in life, I couldn't see myself still, you know, I couldn't paint that picture. So what I did is I separated myself from the two. And, you know, we still, every now and then I see Fly, he jump on stage at the last song on my set, which is the Players Club. And we reminisce and et cetera. Frankie J, he's working on movies and et cetera. He's working on a movie entitled Across the Bear which he wants me to play part in as well. And I'm there for him, man. That's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's scratching each other's back. Right. Yeah, man. So do you have any Tupac stories, man? Uh, how how man. was the atmosphere when y'all was recording? Only God can judge, man. Just how was he as a person? Well, it's, it's funny you bring that up. See, I've always known Tupac from a very young age. When I first met Tupac Shakur, I had a show in San Francisco at a place called The Stone like a rock stone on Broadway Street in San Francisco. It was me, Cougnut, RBL Posse. I mean, the list goes on. All the Bay Area individuals like Drew Down, uh, uh, um, the Loonies. We had a big, big exclusive show on Broadway. And me and my brother OCO were headliners at the show. Before we can get to the show, there was some chaos going on. And I saw Richie Rich and Tupac, they were getting into some confliction with, you know, some other guys from San Francisco. What I did is I broke it up, and I made sure that they made it to the bridge so they can get on back over to the 510 to Oakland, you know what I mean? And from that day forward, Tupac looked out for me. Richie Rich looked out for me. We've been the best of friends. Me and Tupac finally hooked up because, coincidentally, Tupac will be locked up, I will be free. I will be locked up, Tupac will be free. This particular year, me and Tupac were out at the same time. I saw him at the Beverly Hills Mall when we hooked up. You would have needed vice grips or a welding torch to separate us. We went on a kicking it spree for three days in the drop-top Rolls Royce, all kind of beautiful 20-piece models, women, bubbly, champagne, caviar, what have we. We did it all, smoking big broccoli, doing it all. It was an APB out for Rappin' Forte and Tupac Shakur from Suge Knight. It was an APB. So Tupac pulled up, only God can judge me, was like, man, let's play this when we get over to KM Studio, and I promise you. So Suge walked in there looking left and right, looking for where they at. I said, Tupac said, press play. And, man, he heard only God can judge me, man, and he do. Instead of doing anything to me, he was trying to sign me to death row. But EMI Chrysalis wasn't having it at the time. <laughs> it wasn't having it because at the, at the time, I was on the heat seekers of, on, on Billboard with the Players Club, and I'd be around one in the chamber. And at the time, my label mates were, uh, were, was uh, uh, Bahamadia, the Purple Barney, I Love You, You Love Me, yeah. Gangstar, the Coop, Arrest of Development, uh, yeah. D'Angelo, and we were popping. Our team was popping like all the Redenbachers. So and he was trying to buy me out because, you know, Snoop had made an announcement that the only thing Death Row is missing right now is rapping Fote. But EMI just wasn't having it, man. So I finished up my contract with EMI. EMI ended up selling, not selling the label, but giving the label to their son for Christmas. 
and he was about the money. So he casual cast everybody out, and everybody went to separate ways. If any if anybody ever wanted what happened to EMI back in the nineties, ninety six, and I say the label had closed, and then it opened back up. But what it did, it gave me opportunity to exercise my independency with a worldwide name, and that was a pleasure. And I've been doing it ever since. Man, so what was you supposed to be with Pac that night when everything went down and he had got shot? I was supposed to be with Pac that night because Pac, that wouldn't have happened to him. Please believe me, that wouldn't have happened to him. It would have happened to us. And I'm a God-fearing man. I choose my battles wisely. Feel me? While with Tupac, understand this. If we were all together were with Tupac, if we wanted to go across the street to the fish fry place to sell deep-fried oysters and shrimps and et cetera, Pac would make us put on a bulletproof vest before going there. So my big question is, why would you be out in Vegas without a bulletproof vest on? It's a mystery. It's a mystery. It's a, it's a mystery to to me. It's not my fight. It's God's fight. I'm gonna leave it as it is. Leave well enough alone. Rest in peace, Pac. Rest in peace, Big Psych. Rest yeah. in peace to my God, Mama Ifini. And I'll see y'all when I get there. I promise you. Right. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and see. A while back, we had an interview with Black C from the RBL, Passing Red X. That's my guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's my guy right there. That's like my cousin. I mean, when I first moved to uh, Hunter's Point, he's one of the first individuals that I was introduced to through my homeboy. May he rest in peace. His name is Tone Tucker. Tone Tucker showed me the in and outs uh, and got my reputation up to par in Hunter's Point. And he introduced me to Black C. He said, you guys should do music together. Black C was... He had a big old crate of vinyl that he got from Mama Faith, from his mama. I call her my God mama. And boy, he got in that crate, boy. He just made hits after hits after hits. One love to Black C, Harvey and Posse. The rest of the yeah. Mr. Hitman and Mr. C. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. because we had asked him what was his opinion about why he thinks the West Coast had fell off. And he had said that uh, after Tupac was murdered, Cali couldn't shake back from it. So, you know, from, he, said you know that right. he said that right. He said that right because God worked in mysterious ways. God sent us Tupac. And I look I look at it like, you know, that's a lesson for all of us to cherish what we have. Choose your bodies wisely. Know your etiquette and your manners and et cetera. Practice what the OGs taught us, and I feel like we'll be all right. I've been doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And it works. It really, it, does, it really does work. Not to be, Not to be a critic. Or anything like that, but just you know, uh, what's the word I can? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Represent and be an example. You know what I mean? Be an example. You feel me? That's how I, I look at it. I'm a parent now, so yeah. choose my battles wisely, man. I, I I really do way wiser than I used to. Leading by example is what I was trying to say. You know, if we right. do more leading by example, I'm pretty sure we'd be all right. You guys could be pretty familiar with what I'm talking about. You guys sound like God-fearing individuals. No doubt. So. Yeah. And that is really what it's all about. That's the chemistry of it. The chemistry is the old remedy that we've been given. Not to forget about it, you know what I'm saying? It's like a roadmap. Right. And I take exactly. it with me everywhere I go, man. Everywhere I go. Yeah, because that, that's that protection, man. And uh, one, you know, one of our favorite songs was on that uh, was Playoffs Holiday off the TWDY album, man. So that's a it, prime uh, example. They... That's a prime example. When I moved to Antioch, I bought my first house in Antioch. 
when I moved out there, it was me, Black C, and my homeboy, Ant Banks. Me and Ant Banks got familiar through my homeboy, MC Poo, who had a song called Fucking With Dank. What ended up happening was Todd Shaw, he signed Ant Banks to the Dangerous Crew. He was the newest member of the Dangerous Crew. Me and Ant Banks hooked up. You know, his name is Anthony. My name is Anthony. We hooked up, and it was magic. I, I created... I created a title. It was entitled TWDY. It stands for the whole damn yay. And what we did is we put together a package through Thump Records called TWDY. And the hit single was The Player's Holiday. And it took off like a rocket. You know, in between that time, we ran into formalities, differences, and et cetera, too, which made us go our separate ways. But for life, we're together. And I plan on bringing Ann Banks out of retirement. You know, that's my plan for the near future. I bring Ant Banks out of retirement. That's a sound, that's an epic sound that I think that the industry is missing right now. So, yeah, man. That Ant yeah, Banks ain't nothing like that Ant Banks, man. Ant Banks is killing it back then, man. Yeah, yeah man. He still is right now. He, he's still killing it right now today. I spoke to him and he said, the only thing is, folks, I just don't need no bullshit in the way. They got all these wanky yeah. producers, these janky promoters and et cetera. If I can get a contract that's paint word ain't and it's solid, I'm ready to do it. And I don't blame them for saying that. And I don't blame the majority of the artists and producers that are out there who don't even feel like doing it anymore because sometimes they just don't feel as good. It's just not the same, you know what I'm saying? They don't make them like they used to. But whenever there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Yeah, every time, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go on and get them out of retirement, y'all. Knock on that door and understand with a big old thing of Hennessy and my pool stick. <laughs> To my pool stick. I know what to do. <laughs> yeah, just call. We're going to call them out now. You know, come on out of retirement, man. The industry needs you. <laughs> the industry needs you. And I already, I already delayed that message. So he was like, "Get on out of here, folks." So after I finish handling all the things they got to handle, I'm gonna go on a ride and get my get my suitcase, my briefcase together, get on out there and spend some time with them. So because we well overdue, we're well overdue. Me and Snoop and the East Siders are well overdue. Uh, me and Ice Cube, we well overdue. I've been touching bases with Big Tim. He has he has J Block Records. That's that's Dr. Dre's big brother. I've been tapped in with that huddle too as well. As well as my cousin Sugar Free. If you go on YouTube, you can check out some yeah. stuff that we've been working on too as well. We got a new one called Fire. We got one dedicated to Nate Dog with DJ Quick Production. Is entitled If It Wasn't for You. Check me out on YouTube, man. A Fifty Square. Check me out. Go right. get some popcorn, understand me, butter it up, and go and get snug as a bug in the rug with your loved one. And check folks, hey, y'all, man. I, I'm, I'm, I got the platinum whiskers like the whispers. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, that's how I look at Go ahead, sir. Yeah, yeah so how, how how close was you with, uh, with Easy E? Did you get the hang Oh, man, Easy E was very tight. Yeah, I was on tour with Easy. I used to tell Easy to slow down a little bit with the females because he kept them. I'm talking about every night. I knock on Easy door just to see what's happening. You feel me? <laughs> knock on Easy door. He doing a boy. He got the strippers and they triple X. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is a part of life sometimes. You know, you want to live a little. You only got one life to live. But Easy did plant a seed for a big, 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 big educational thing. AIDS. You know, HIV, you know what I'm saying? So, right. you know, I hate that it had to happen like that, but you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. God makes no mistakes. 
So and I think and I, and I and I think a lot of us learn from there. You know, I think I tightened up on my backstroke after that. When when mess around when got married, you know what I mean? No doubt. Right. We always find we always find that significant other, and when we do, just cherish it and hold on to that, man. I don't know everything, but I know some things. You know what I mean? No doubt. Right. <laughs> yeah, and no. and what uh, and everybody know, you know, E forty, you know, he known for the be the uh the slain dictionary valedictorian, man. So but you right. you that's was one my, of the first ones. Yeah, but you know, you was one of the first ones to have some West Coast slang too, man. So right. know, I'm the one who made a, the... I'm the one who made a player hater. If you look back and you can go in the archives of Yo M T V raps, I was on there with Air Lover and Dre. And they asked me, Fo, what do you think about the differentiation of the East Coast and the West Coast? I said, Man, they ain't nothing but player haters, man. From that day on it's like a it was like an epidemic, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we, we have that Bay Area lingo and it feels good to know that one has led the way, you know what I'm saying, for some of the lingo that's being spoke now today. I do plan on coming out with a rationary, just like, you know, E forty as well. We share that right. talent, a different type of lingo. It's the Bay Area lingo, man. It's, it's an epidemic. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is a way yeah. of speaking. We love the way we love the way people talk in, in, in the South, and they love the way we talk out here in Cali. You know what I mean? <laughs> already, man. <laughs> already, there you go. I hear that already from Texas to Arkansas. I got family in Marshall, yes, Texas now. Family in Arkansas as well. Yeah, feel me? It's Texas right here. I'm Marshall, Texas. I'm Dallas and Marshall. If you blink your okay. eye, you'll miss it. That's where all my folks from Marshall. Matter of okay. fact, we have a family reunion coming up, and I want to send a shout out to all my folks out there in Marshall, Texas. I'll see y'all real soon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and. You know, it's been stated that you, Snoop, and Trey D had recorded a song with Roger Troutman before he had paid. Right, so throw it up. What was that like? Well, that was, you know, we always like to give homage to the OGs. I was on a road with Roger Troutman at a young age. I was on a road with Rick James at a young age. I grew up hella early. So one day, me, Snoop, my homeboy Kool-Aid, and Trey D, we thought we put together a gangster gumbo to shoot something out there to Roger Troutman, and it did real good, and I loved every minute of it. I got, I got three and a half mics on Source Magazine, and, you know, it, I just feel good doing things like that, man. That's the kind of music we need nowadays, you know what I mean? That's the kind of music that's missing, so that funk, that real funk. I, 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 start, I, I work with a band. I got a band called the Fat Kids. And sometimes I go live on stage, you know, live with the, just a microphone and understand me, the band. There's nothing like it. And it feels good to be so versatile, you know what I mean? Right. I give a strong show. Anybody ready to book rapping folks, hey, book me, man. I will not let you down, man. You, you command performance, That that's what it'll be titled, you know what I mean? With the help of God through the strength of God, because that's where it comes from. And uh, the players, my phone, ball, man. my phone is. No, go ahead. No, no, my phone is going on a blink. The battery is going down, so I'm trying to get as many cues and A's, questions and answers in as possible. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. So the players' ball, man. What that event is like? Well, the players' ball. I, 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 I've been going to the players' ball for years with Max Julian. That's Goldie, yeah. the Mac yeah. from the movie The Mac. I have an album entitled The Introduction of Mackin with him. He's narrating the whole album. He's on the cover with me. He was a play to work with Max Julian and the, and, the, and, the, and Julian family. 
the players' balls was like the biggest, biggest things ever. The Cadillacs, the Fleetwoods, the mink coats, understand me, the trenches, the gator boots, the brim hats, the whole bit, the bling bling. A celebration of players, man, you know what I mean? My uncle Ronnie Newt, my uncle Tenderloin Slim, Philmo Slim, Bishop Don Juan, Big Red, Uncle Harry O. I mean, the list goes on. My family consists of a lot of players, man, OG, real players. And that's what the players' ball is all about, just seeing who popping the most, you know, I'm coast to coast. No doubt, no doubt. And it's been a pleasure to work with individuals like Ice-T. I want to give a shout-out to Ice-T and his wife, Coco. He invited me out. He invited me out to a concert that he was giving an old-school concert with Biz Markey and a lot of old-school artists. It was real fun. Eric Sherman and, and EPMD, and it was big. It was real big at the Shoreline at the Shoreline Amphitheater. Well, Ice T didn't know I got his back. He told me Ice T taught me a lot. I used to live with him for a couple of years. I was real good friends with his drummer, Eva Lee. May he rest right. in peace. And he taught me Ice T was the first person that took me to Universal Studios to do a voiceover. He was doing voiceovers. And now I'm doing voiceovers with Pixar films because they have a new automated cartoon coming out called Posting, featuring myself, Snoop Doggy Dog, um, um, Rodney O. Joe Cooley, MC Hammer. I mean, the list goes on. There's a lot of big things, a lot of big things for rapping Forte and Four Flavors. That's you know, that's head for 2017. No doubt. No speaking doubt. Of, speaking of that, what you got coming up? In the near, in this, uh, 2017, 2017, what I got coming up right now is I'm working on a hip-hop comic book. Okay. I have a few movies that I'm featured in. I just completed the soundtrack for a movie entitled Don't Shoot, I'm the Guitar Man. You can Google it. It's a true story about a guitar teacher who worked at San Quentin Prison. It's a very good movie. It was a very good movie, and it stars Julia Roberts' brother, Eric Roberts. Right. Working on that right now as well as my movie myself. I'm doing a movie. I'm working on a movie right now as well, entitled The Streets of San Francisco. I'm working with in-digital in digital recordings in Santa Cruz, California. I want to give my shouts out to them. They're a real good organization. Everything there is in-digital. comes out real crispy. You can walk up to the microphone and rub your chin, and you can hear your whiskers. You can rewind your whiskers. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I've been working yeah. with individuals like that. I want to give a major shout-out to my wife, Amina Forte, we have a video entitled Cash Flow. You can check that out. It's a mini movie. It's on YouTube as well. I mean, uh, I want to give a shout out as well to my to all the youngsters on my team, like Bay Boy, Bay Boy, and Zay Z A Y. That's my little brother. Yellow B the Don, um, Woody Woody W I T T I E. That's a little sis Woody. Um, Ukiah, I have a white group called, we have a, we have a song entitled Gone. They're called, they're called the Great Whites, like the Sharks. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, G Battles, I mean, the Interceptors. Just check me out, Rapping Forte on YouTube, and you'll see what I got going on, man. And I thank the Lord, man, that I'm still here, still standing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I got an yeah. album entitled Still Standing, too, as well. Y'all want to check that out independently, me and my homeboy, Eda Don. We have a video entitled, What Kind of Life Is That? I even did a video on an educational standpoint at San Quentin Prison. Not at San Quentin Prison, excuse me, Alcatraz Island. I'm a Clint Eastwood fan. So I was yeah, able to yeah. go up there and, and, and 
where Clint Eastwood did Escape from Alcatraz at. Y'all check me out. Quill of Rapping Forte Alcatraz. Y'all, y'all give me a grade on that thing right there. All I did my right, verse. Right. I did my verse and Al Capone fell. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? No yeah, I'm gonna sum hey, it up if I, if I can. If I can, I'm gonna sum it up because I don't want the phone to go off on us. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, blinking. But yeah. okay. if there's any other question, do we miss okay. anything? Yeah, yeah. One, one more thing, and we're gonna close it out. Right, I, I, I gotta do this right quick, man. No limit studios. Who's this? Is this P? Who this is? This ain't no P. Well, let me hear you say ah. Uh, yeah, I love that. I want to say one love to Russ. <laughs> I want to say one love. How can, we, how, how can we leave our Percy? You know what I mean? I want to say one love to my homeboy, Master P, and Romeo, and the whole family out there. I plan on getting with Master P real soon because we well overdue as well. I mean, that was a classic right there. Let me hit the uh, da na na na. That's my homeboy for life right there. You know what I'm saying? See, I. I really, I really burn no bridges, man. You know what I mean? I've learned that. Yeah. Burn no bridges because you never know when you're going to need somebody. You know what I mean? And me and Master P, we've been talking, and we plan on doing something in the near future as well. One love to everybody from the north, south, east, and west coast from Rapping Forte and Four Flavors Entertainment. We got your back on like a T-shirt. Already. Like a sport. Already, man. Like a, like a, like a chiropractor. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Man. All right. All right. One love to y'all, man. Y'all look forward to Rapping Forte, okay, man? All, All right. right. Man, I appreciate you guys, man. Y'all keep it popping like over Redenbacher. Definitely. Thank you. Definitely. One. Peace. The 27th. Peace. Beautiful guy. Bless you, baby. One. One. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.